Professor Peter Lynham. Hello there, Johnny. How is it going today? It's good, it's good. Um, now, for everyone else that has just tuned in, this will be the last time that I chat to Peter uh, because we'll have some new hosts in in the new year. But, mate, it's been wonderful to chat to you, and I think it's very timely, obviously, that we go out on a Christmassy theme for this. We do, we do. I'm going to carry you to the little town of Bethlehem. Yes, okay, located in Palestine. Yes. So it is very interesting because, you see, Bethlehem is in the Palestine jurisdiction yeah. um, uh, rather than in the Israel jurisdiction. Directly north of it is this huge wall that the uh, Israelis have constructed to keep um, Palestinians out of Israel. Yes. Now, it keeps them out. So it, it's just south of Jerusalem, a few Ks. Mm-hmm. And... Um, they they constructed this wall to stop Palestinians breaking in and causing trouble mm-hmm. in uh, Israel. Yeah. But in the meantime, the whole process of the um, new settlements means that immediately south of Bethlehem, uh, one slightly to the uh, west and one slightly to the east, there are these significant um, new Israeli occupation posts where they've been planting settlers without any legitimate right to the land, you understand. Mm-hmm. And um, so it, it's an area fraught with tension. Yes. And I was very interested in reading about the way in which if you wanted, say you arrived in Jerusalem, the airport, and you wanted to, or perhaps more likely Tel Aviv, and you wanted to get to, to, to Bethlehem, mm. you'd you'd have to go to there's an area where it's it's divided into three zones, zone A, zone B, and zone C. And if I've got this right, zone C is strictly Palestinian, Mm -hmm. although Jews can be going there and create settlements. Zone zone B is Palestinian territory, but under the control of the IDF. Mm -hmm. And then zone A is Israeli territory. So if you wanted to catch a taxi, you'd have to get out of your taxi um, and change over um, to another one that, with the Palestinian driver to take you through to Bethlehem, mm-hmm. which would be pretty disappointing this year. Yeah, well, because it's, the, uh, this time of year is obviously the it's is, has been a bit of a tourist destination, but obviously no way oh, I mean, you'd be heading there this yeah. Christmas. No, precisely. It's been completely deserted by mm. all accounts and there's been quite a lot of news reports on this um, since October. Mm. And so that these businesses, and bear in mind that these businesses are probably run by either Muslims or to some extent by um, Palestinian Christians who would mostly be Greek Orthodox, you understand. So they would celebrate Christmas themselves um, into January, later in January. Yeah. but they're, of course, quite amenable to putting on a bit of Christmas uh, cheer for tourists who may come along. Mm-hmm. And um, there are lots of tourist shops. And above all, there's this fascinating site. Peter, Peter, can I just ask, what do you think about someone of a different religious denomination just putting aside some of their beliefs to make some money out of Christmas? Um, I would say that 
it's happened through history, mm. um, and you could argue that today um, nobody has any compunctions about buying Christmas cards by secular authorities yes. that show religious scenes. I mean, we do, we're as bad as anybody else. Yeah. Um, yes. And uh, does that I make money? Our one true God? Is that what we're? <laughs> uh, I think there's there's significant money in religion. Yes. There's always been money in religion. Mm. Um, because religious people like to buy sort of things. It goes right back to the early times when, the, for example, when the Crusaders came or when Constantine first took his mother and had a persuasion of his mother-in-law, he decided that he needed to go across and visit the Holy Land. Uh, and uh, she went digging and... Um, came across and began creating the sites that had previously um, been, well, they were in roughly, I don't know who actually controlled uh, Israel in the first to third century. It was mm -hmm. Roman control, but the Roman yeah. control had weakened. Mm -hmm. So Constantine went and visited, and right from that point, they were digging out things to sell to tourists, and Helena was a sucker for anything she could pick up. Mm -hmm. And... And then when the when the Crusaders came through in the 11th century, uh, there's these dramatic scenes uh, where they come in and want desperately to visit the sites where Jesus was. And the sites, oddly enough, despite the fact that the Palestine was by this stage in um, Muslim hands, um, in fact, there was no problem. The Greek the Greeks kept up their Greek um, Orthodox tradition. Mm -hmm. But the Catholics wanted their share of the action. So they started building their set of churches and finding their own, digging up their own sacred relics. <laughs> that could prove to them that Jesus was blessed for them. And I think mm. probably there were, there were Muslims planting relics in the ground for them to, to come across yes. conveniently. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so I'm sorry to tell you that uh, religion... And commercialism have always gone hand in hand. Yes, yes. Now, now back to Bethlehem current day. Yes. So, for the moment, Bethlehem's deserted. Um, uh, it's. I looked at the Israeli website, and they're offering special deals to go to Bethlehem for one hundred and twenty-nine dollars, including a very fine meal on Christmas Eve before you go to mass in the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. But I don't know that the see, the hotels are full. In fact, I'm I've read I've read on other sites the hotels are completely empty. Yes, Be, because getting in and out of Israel at the moment or oh, in Palestine well, as a tourist, like yeah, it, you're not going to take that chance, right? I, it would be extraordinarily risky. Yes. Um, I just had a friend deals, um, whose yeah. daughter was working for the International Red Cross in um, in Gaza, and she was travelling with the Red Cross team, and they were moving house every day trying to escape the bombing. Wow. They They Ooh. get caught up in returning the first of the... Um, Israeli hostages that were returned, she travelled in the convoy that took them back to an unknown destination through six checkpoints run by the IDF with guns levelled at her head, you know, as she gets to each of the sites. It, it was absolutely terrifying for her and for her parents here mm. in New Zealand and yes. for her husband in Canberra. Yeah. And um, 
all lines went blank for a period until she finally got word that she was in Cairo decompressing mm. uh, before they sent her back to, to, to Australia. So, I mean, in that kind of situation, there's nobody coming in for tourists. Um, yeah. Indeed, I can't see tourism recovering very easily at the moment because, I mean, well, well Palestine itself, they're turning their attention at Gaza because Hamas won the civic elections in Gaza. Mm. But, of course, once they've got that, all the West Bank people will be essentially focused pro-Hamas and fearing for their lives for the next stage. So that will be the next battle. Mm -hmm. It's going to be back through the West Bank. Yes. Oh, man. Um, Now, Peter, was, was there any other sort of last Christmas messages or stuff you'd like to share about, you know, what's going on in Bethlehem in the area? Well, I'd have to say, this really shouldn't surprise us because, I mean, if we're to take the scripture accounts of Bethlehem and Jesus' time for real, um, it wasn't too much fun there at the time either because Mm. this is the territory where um, uh, Herod sends the wise men down to look for the baby Jesus. Mm. Um, not quite sure how old he was by this stage. He might have. He might be one or two years old. And when the wise men don't return, Herod sends the, his troops in to kill every baby child in Bethlehem. Um, uh, and um, while fortunately the Holy Family has escaped to Egypt, sounds actually incredibly familiar to us in the present day and age. Yes. Uh, yeah. I'm afraid. The Holy Land is anything but holy these days, mm. and, ne- oh. and perhaps never has been very holy. Wow, what a tragedy. Hey, um, Peter Lynham, it has been an absolute pleasure to chat with you and uh, always very um, enlightening. And, uh, yeah, what a pleasure, mate. Uh, really Johnny, enjoyed it. I have loved it. I have greatly enjoyed conversing with you, and I love off-the-wall questions, which can sometimes help me to focus <laughs> my mind sharply. Right. <laughs> hey, Peter, um, uh, we'll uh, no doubt hear you back on uh, That's the Spirit in the New Year 2024, mate. Hey, thank you so much. Excellent. Bye. Excellent. See you later. Oh.